Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where, well, two-thirds of the we... Yeah, Novi Williams is either still in Canada or on his way back from some late canoeing trip in Canada. Mountain Man is what, doing canoeing, you said? Yeah, he has his annual canoeing trip with his buddies. So they go, they fish, they... Who knows what else, you know. Well, good for the Mountain Man. Good We're going to miss you. Come on back. We're going to explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And let's start with the Joker came through. He won. Novak Djokovic won at Wimbledon against an epic match against Roger Federer, what they call uh, instant classic. Yeah, the kind of the new format where you get the tie break finally in the fifth set so you don't get any more like John Isner, 36-34, whatever that was a few years ago. Did you watch it? I, I, I saw some of it. I couldn't see all of it. I was out and about. It. I couldn't see all of it either, but yeah. I was following it on social media. And everyone's just, I, I, I do laugh that people feel the need to tell me, wow, like Roger and, and Joker, they're good. Like, wow, we should really appreciate this because, you know, they're really good. And I don't know how much longer this is going to go on. Like, could have said it last year, year before. I get it. I know. I know. It's Djokovic and Federer. I got it. It's, yes, I know they're Titans, but somebody else will come along eventually be and someone. do the same thing. They'll be some. But it is kind of amazing that uh, Fed and Nadal were still going at it in semifinals and how much better these three are than everybody else. But if you go by the numbers, this is the part I like. So, you know, Joker, you know what he's got in career earnings already? How much? $133 million. This is on just on Just court. earnings now. Earn, career on-court earnings, $133 million. Numero uno. I wonder Fed, why he ate the grass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fed number two. He had more green for, for him. <laughs> uh, Fed, $124 million. Rafa, $110 million. And Let's throw Serena in there. Made the finals. Didn't win. $90 million in career on-court earnings for Serena. And let's go on top of that. Let's look at, because every, you know sports betting is all the, all the rage. The most bet tennis match in DraftKings history. More than half of the wagers taken in were live in-game play bets. Wow. Which is why, I mean, a while back I did a story about the International Tennis Federation, the ITF, signing a deal with Sport Radar. It was like 90 million bucks. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. These are for, like, people you've never heard of in places. You're like, what? And the value bar is that there are so many tournaments globally what they need is live action on their platform at all times. So if there's a tournament in Kuala Lumpur involving 17-year-olds, great, because people, they want the live action. They will go to your platform and bet on it. That It is amazing how sports betting now here in the U.S. online is changing the landscape of how we view sports. I mean, I think long gone are the days, well, I shouldn't say long gone, where you had your favorite team and you'd root for your favorite team and blah, blah, blah. And then fantasy sports hey, Colin came Tipton, along. You know what we need on this show? We, we need nostalgia music when Barr starts to wax. <laughs> what are you thinking? I don't, I don't know, but maybe something that harkens back to that time. Maybe, maybe a love boat theme, <laughs> maybe a Gilligan's Island, something from your fantasy island. Yeah, fantasy yeah, island. Yeah, fantasy island. That yeah. would work. De play, de play. De, when Barr done, starts done. going on one of these 1975 things, it, we got. We got it's, a, but it's seventy five. You're being generous. Nineteen fifty five. Well, I, oh. I didn't want. I didn't want to go the old Philco. But. Oh. <laughs> Fine. Let's move along. <laughs> wow, he, got, he took the hint. Uh, we got to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hey, how much get, cash you got? You know what? It's a fixer upper right now because we have had the trade with uh, the two. Yeah, two. Paul George is gone. I think uh, Russell West, Westbrook, Westbrook is, is gone. gone. So now they're trying to rebuild, but you know what? If you have some cash, what, 22% 
stake or 20 Yeah, Aubrey McClendon, you yeah. know, died in a car crash right. a few years ago. Um, there's been some back and forth as to it's been a difficult estate. Let's just say that uh, Oak Tree Capital had a claim on any cash from sale of the Thunder, but that was satisfied with the sale of some other things in, in sort of the oil and gas world. So uh, with that being freed up, the estate has now put McClendon's 22% stake in the team up for sale. Now, Clay Bennett is the majority holder, but the estate, again, 22%. Team is worth about $1.5 billion. You, you can do some quick math. Uh so 10% would be 150, 20, 300 plus. But there's always what's called bar a an LP, limited partner discount. Because what you're getting here, yes, you have voting rights. But if it's only 22%, you don't have any control. So there's no board seat. And there's no say in how you govern the franchise. You're not exempt from cash calls should that happen. So why would I pay full value for this? What do I really get other than the right to say I own 22% of the Oklahoma City Fund? You get your foot in the door. Well, you could try to negotiate that if I buy, I have right of first refusal, or I do have a path to control within 10 years, whatever it may be. Joe Ty did that with the Brooklyn Nets. Mm -hmm. But you have to show a willingness to sell and relinquish control, and right now Clay Bennett has shown no such willingness or desire to do so. So let's see who steps up and says, I'm interested in a 22% stake in an NBA team. If you believe, if you want to do this pure as a money play, if you really believe that the NBA is about to hit some sort of great growth spurt because of the international possibilities and sports betting, if you think that's true of the NBA, and lots of people do, maybe you jump in. How about simply just as an investment? 22% just after what you said, all of a sudden, figure that the valuation of the Oklahoma City Thunder now balloons to almost double when we talk about going global and all of the other... Yeah, I'm, say, I'm not sure if I'd say double, but like I said, if you believe that there's going to be a renaissance period and that the NBA's broadcast rights, even five, ten years from now, are going to go gaga again, then as a pure investment play, this is available. What's amazing is that you're talking about relatively a small market. Yeah, but the thing with the Thunder is on several fronts, they don't look like a small market. That's what I'm saying. You, you have to think twice. It's like, wait a minute. They've they're, got they're some, kind okay, of a small do I market. Have the number? But, how, how many sellouts in a row do they have? 355 consecutive sellouts. Yeah. However, now Westbrook is gone. Paul George is gone. I would guess that that's going to end this year. I would guess. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe they're just so crazy and ravenous for their basketball. But seeing Westbrook play is pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and not that Chris Paul isn't. Who knows if they'll move him, but it's not the same. They're not contenders. And their local television rating, the average, 669, second best in the NBA this year behind the Golden State Warriors. I did not know that. Yeah. So, again, not they are a small market team, but oftentimes uh, outpunching the weight class on the business metrics, some of them. We have to finally, Scott, talk about – thank you. A story about a big sponsor of the U.S. women's national soccer team. They're going to pony up some cash to help close the gender pay gap. And designating, Procter & Gamble is designating the money, $529,000. So that's about 23000 bucks per player. It's 23 players on the team. Do the math. Uh, right to the players to help close the pay gap with the men. And we all know there's been this gender and pay equity dispute with the women's team against U.S. soccer. U.S. soccer contends that the men's team generates more revenue. Uh, they also contend that if you look at a percentage of the revenue generated, the women get a, a larger percentage, and the women seem to be saying, we don't care. 
Like, yep. we, we deserve more. Look at what look. We're more successful. Look at what we're doing for soccer. And I'm telling you, that would be my argument. I don't know if it would hold up in court, but my argument in the court of public opinion right now, let them come with every number they want. Let U.S. soccer come with every statistic and number they want. And I would respond with, we don't care. Because we do more for soccer than the men's team has ever done. We can't help it that the men's team benefits from the likes of Brazil, Argentina, and the money they get from FIFA, and these other countries being so ravenous for the, in the appetite for soccer. We can't help that. But what we do is promote the game here. We've got 70,000 little girls wearing our jerseys. We're selling stuff like hotcakes. So you know what? If that means you have to take it from the men to give it to us, fine. We're okay with that. By the way, Procter & Gamble, they make secret Secret deodorant. Yes. And, and they are a sponsor of the team, by the right, way. So they're right. just adding more. But I, I'm not so sure that <laughs> there's that old, uh, you know, the old slogan. See, put the, the music would go right the, now, Here Colin. we go. This is where the music <laughs> would go right here. If you really think about it, it there, yeah, we, go, there we are. <laughs> what was the old slogan? <laughs> Strong enough for a man, but made, made for a woman. Yes. And then... <laughs> This is perfect. I love this. Yeah. But now with the, the women's team just kicking butt, I don't even know. You can't even use that slogan anymore. No, you can't. No, no, you can't. And that's not that old. I remember that slogan. Yeah, yes, exactly. But I, I'm telling you, your bar, it's... It, it, oh, oh, you got, I, might have, I might have to sing, come aboard. We're expecting you. Is this where the There's circle Lang- shows Gavin yeah. McLeod? Yeah, no, I like the Ted Lang when he gives you the, 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 the With the fingers. Everybody knows what we're doing. I'm pointing at each other. Gopher went to Congress, baby. Oh, that's right. That's right. Gopher what, and Congress. What happened to Julie? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Julie McCoy. Yeah. She's hanging out on the Lido deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I completely uh, forgot what I was going to... Oh, what I was going to say about this is somebody smart. I'm telling you, Bar, there is a huge opportunity right now. There's a huge opportunity to roll up these women's sports assets and present them in some sort of unified front. Collect these women assets. Uh, there is a good play to be made here. A money-making play to be made right now in women's sports. I hope someone takes advantage of it. They will. And, and they will. Eventually, one day, I, I hope in the near future, that uh, the women's pay gap will be gone. Going to happen. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Sosnick. Not heading to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> we are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Jeff Hamilton, my son's coach, program director of the Connecticut Junior Rangers, the Brick Champion. Connecticut Junior Rangers. We're going to talk, and I love it, we're going to talk some youth sports. See what big business that is nowadays. In my best 70s uh, throwback, you're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, where you get your podcasts. Life's sweetest reward. Let it flow. It floats back to you.